When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. My name's Dan Kennett, and with me to discuss two more wins... Two wins in the Premier League, nine points out of nine in the last seven days, and a big seven days in the league season. Um, we, we're rotating as much as Liverpool because back for his second appearance after a short sabbatical. It's Mr. Daniel Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, big week, top of the league, big week. One of the worst performances of the year <laughs> against Palace. <laughs> well, and was it much better against Sheffield United? We shall discuss. We shall. <laughs> Uh, and he's he's here. We've one half of the sports science duo. He's here. He's broadcasting live from his ivory tower. It's Doctor Phil Barter. How are we doing, boys? We good. We good. Yeah, I'm good, mate. We're we're, we're doing better than Sai. So we're all fingers crossed for Sai. Uh, he's not. He's, he's a bit poorly at the moment. Um, and just like all the best, mate. Uh, if you're listening to this, I hope we can actually cheer you up and give you something to aid your recovery with. Definitely. It feels Definitely. like the, the last person in the world I would think would go. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Puss, <laughs> pussy. Doesn't <laughs> drink, runs every morning. <laughs> Understands all the smart science. And apparently, apparently, apparently Hamza might actually be doing something for the, for the time tonight, which is just outrageous. I mean, I mean, he's got, okay. his, he's got his priorities wrong, hasn't he? Yeah. Outrageous. Yeah. Right. But anyway, we have, we have a three man, we have a three man pod. Good to go. And we're going to start with the bad news, Bart's, and that's Joel Matip, man. What a what a hammer blow that is! I know, right? It's um, I mean, fair play to Sai. Pretty much um, identified it very early on, didn't he? Tweeting live from Stockholm, so he was messaging us yeah. live from Stockholm when he was away. When he was away, <laughs> saying that that's an ACL, and then I saw it back, and I was like, "Yeah, exactly." See what he says. So, yeah. yeah so, it, it wasn't so, do you, do you want to say why? On just on after a couple of replays, I could just simply say that's an ACL. What 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 was it, Bart's that the, you medics look for and your sports scientists look for that you you, you make you think ACL? It's the mechanism. So it's all about the plantation of the foot. It's rotation or not. It's load. It's 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 how the knee responds to what the foot is doing and whether the foot moves and that. Um, and you you get certain patterns of a movement that you 
you know. There has to be a, there has to be a rotation, a lateral yeah. rotation, doesn't it? Planted rotation on the force, generally speaking. So um, if that if that is, those occur, then you you you'll be I'd be surprised if there wasn't an injury. Put it that way. You know, when Virgil got his mm. foot was planted, force came in, then kneecap. Uh, originally, I think me and Sai were saying it might have been a PCL, but actually it ended up being the ACL. Same sort of thing. His foot was was planted, and then there was a force applied, which which bent or moved, rotated the the. But this uh, was the, the with Matip. It was his own force, wasn't it? He was, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was just so, he was kind of stumbling, yeah, stumbling, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's just it's really unfortunate, and I think uh, Klopp even used the word rupture, which is which is really bad. That's that's not a. A complete know, rupture that you know that, that that's you can, a complete that's, that needs so to that, rebuild. So, so that could even be never mind his Liverpool career. That could be his whole career. That could potentially be career ending. Uh, well, they can repair them. It's not like <clears throat> it's not unrepairable. Uh, but his age and the rest of it, yeah, I wouldn't want to go as far as saying it's the end of his career because he probably but can still. It's not be a risk though if it's like a, if it's as, sure. severe as you say, yeah. For sure, but I mean that's where I think Klopp's come out and said he. I don't. They're not going to offer him a new contract, but they're going to make sure he gets the rehab at Liverpool, which is uh, good at the club because theoretically, his contract will end in the middle of the rehab period. Mm-hmm. So you know, well, thankfully we're not being that harsh and saying right. Yeah, and let's be mate, honest, uh, he he is he is Roti. He is a Liverpool legend. He's a bona fide He's a legend. Liverpool legend, isn't he, yeah. Roti? Yeah, it's utterly depressing. He's one of the most underrated players um, we've had under Klopp and yeah. just fucking feel for him. Listen, I was reading a James Milner article today and he also said that uh, Matip's one of the funniest people in the dressing room as well. And it's coming from mm. James Milner. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, God, it just seemed quite, it just seemed quite innocuous, Phil, didn't yeah. it? I didn't... Yeah, but that's often the way. It's not... People get confused about like, oh, an ACL's got to be with this flying challenge and the rest of it. Yeah, it can like just be, a, like yeah, pictures. it can just be an innocuous thing like that. It just has to be that if it's that exact mechanism, it happens. It, you know, what I mean, it, it's just it's unfortunate, but that's how our bodies are are made. You know, we got his wonderful form back. Got his form back. Yeah, right. it was playing regularly. Was part of the rotation. Was yeah, arguably playing better than Canate. Um, I don't think it's arguable at all. I think it's emphatically better. Yeah. He's just been, um, a, been a key player this year again. You know. And what did Side put out as a stats? Was it 2.7 oh, other points? 2.3 points per game and 0.8 goals conceded over 130 games. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. Yeah. What would be a better centre back? What did he say? Did he suggest Terry? No, he Carroll? said they were they were the best. They were said yeah. um, those two were the best over that over that many games. Yeah, no one else had done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is well, upset loads of United and Chelsea fans. I'm sure, because which, like, which, which is always good. Which is always yeah, yeah. Vidic, Ferdinand, and Terry and Carvalho would be the two. Maybe an Arsenal one. Well, Adams yeah. and Campbell. Yeah, we, we, pe- you know, pe- we, we haven't got the stats for them. But, yeah. I mean, to be honest, though, but the the real asset test is that there's people older than us guys. I mean, believe it or not, there are people, Liverpool fans older than us, who talk <laughs> about it. And they, they, they say that that's the real asset test when they say, well, no, they are better than Lawrence and Hansen, you yeah. know. And it's not yeah. it's not universal, but there are people who say, no, no, they are better. The team the team was better. It was playing to a higher level. There's no back pass rule, you know. Yeah, I think also they're... The system we played in 
Like, you know, Terry and oh, Carvalho, yeah. probably, uh, let's be honest, between the... Uh, Essien and... They're Essien amazing, were they? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 yeah. sat, they didn't play a high line, did they? No. That, that Chelsea side was Macalady and Essien and Balak. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> in that midfield, in front, they, yeah. you know, I'm not saying they didn't have anything to do, but it was a, yeah. a different side, should we say. It was Van Dijk and Matic for most of their time together. We were asked to play a really high line, one of the highest in Premier League. Yeah, and they had uh, one DM in front. And two eight three shuffle, but you know what I mean. I know it was a superb system, but it was a different demand on them, and and um, they, they were superb. And they had to play a part in terms of attacking, linking in, playing attacking play. Whereas again, Terry and Carvalho might not have had that same impetus to do that on the attacking side of the game. So I generally think they're the best Premier League pairing we've had, or the league has had. Mm. Yeah, can't argue with the numbers. No. Um, but let's talk about the sports science aspect of this, the impact for this. Uh, Bots and um, let's talk about what it means for our squad because I uh, Brundish isn't here to give us the um, the fatigue index stuff, but he's posted it all in the group for us. Is there, is there any way you can summarise what it what what it means from that from a squad planning and rotation aspect? Just trying to look at the basic. I think from what he was saying, um, Ibu, as we know, has got a set number of minutes per week, and that is nowhere near two games a week. Kwanzaa, it's, nowhere, it's, it's nowhere near one game. It's nowhere near one. No, is about 40 minutes average or something. Is a, is a load he's got. So he's, again, people talk about him making the step up. There's no way that he's got the, shown the capacity to do that on a regular basis. And as a youth player, you wouldn't want to expand, you know, increase his load beyond the percentages set by the club. So that's that's a risk. And Joe, I think, what's his other stat with Joe and Ibu playing the same time without getting injured is is something less than 10% chance of that happening. So, yeah. which is why I keep speaking about why we're burning the minutes of both those players in the same game. Yeah. You know, so it's, you've got a lot of players who don't have the capacity to play more than a game a week. Yeah, so basically, it's almost, it's, it's almost like between between Gomez and Canate, you've effectively got one centre yeah. back there. You've got one centre back with VVD, who's now got to play every game. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not saying he hasn't got the capacity, but it would have been nice to have the option to say, "Do you know what, Virgil, have a sit out here," whereas we don't really have that and option. Then got, and then you've got Kwanzaa, who might be another half as a fifth fifth choice. Yeah, and as we saw at the weekend, I mean, I think, I think the weekend against Palace might be more probably tactical, but he's only come on and played bits. He's played full games in Europe, I think, hasn't he? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But in terms of the heart and thrust of the Premier League, which is what we're about now, we're going to need someone to play, particularly through this period all the way through to the FA Cup game. Is we're going to they're going to have to play game after game after game. And the yeah, because we, got, we can't do anything until January anyway. We January can't do anything until January. So we, yeah. we basically got to the Newcastle game to get our way through this. And one of the issues we've got is... is that eight that, more matches, is it? Yeah, we're playing Joe at fullback. Well, so we, yeah. So that, that's the... You either decide to play a kid there or you stick your fingers in the socket and you play Joe as fullback and you... But the, you the more you play him, the more likelihood there's going to be another, he's gonna injure another injury. Which yeah. means you, you you compounding your problems, Rhodesy. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit it's a big dilemma. This isn't it? We basically just described that we might have two and a half centre backs. Yeah. For you know when we need two per game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much worst case scenario to lose someone, um, especially now coming up to the most yeah. intense period of fixtures. Um, yeah. Yes, we'll we'll come on. Canate and his strengths and flaws. Um, but what do you think about in terms of because you know, like as, as um, Bart said, uh, 
one of the things with Gomez is he's playing left back, he's playing right back. He, you know, he, he's he's not just playing centre back minutes, is he? No, and he's and he was doing a lot of running against Palace when he came on. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you think it'll be? Do you think we'll see um, uh, Chambers and Bradley? Bradley, when I did he play in that League Cup game? I think we're going to have to actually, to be honest. Well, to, I, right, I, right. I don't think it's going to. Are we? Are we going to see him? I think it's un, unequivocal. I think we're going. To, yeah. We are going to see him. It's just a question of for how much, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I can't, can't believe we're not going to see the kids playing in midweek. I just can't believe if we're serious about beating United at the weekend, uh, we can't yeah. play any of them in that game. No, we can't play. We can't play Canate, Gomez, or probably even Kwanzaa. You know. Well, you can't play them all together, no. I think you're mm. going to have to play Kwanzaa. Yeah. And then you probably, I don't know, I think you'll probably play Joe and Kwanzaa, I have to say. Now, who did, uh, did Endo play centre-back? Uh, well, Endo's, Endo's, well, he, so did he play centre-half? I, I can't remember, but he's, 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 he started six of the last nine games, Rosie. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> you can't play him centre-half because you've got no one to play six because Max out. Look, I'd play Kelleher centre half. I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> How long's McAllister out for? I don't I, Well, I mean, is it just it's just, it just fatigue after that one. After nah, he the, got kicked, didn't he? He got he got oh, the right. um, the the foul that wasn't a foul in Sheffield United. But it's uh, a shame we haven't got sound to get any injury updates. Then yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Rosie. The, I guess the concern is is that we just we celebrated what a what a great week. It's, it's it's been in the context of our season campaign and stuff, but yep. we've got um, after the Union dead rubber, we've got Man United, West Ham, and Arsenal in the space of six days, and Arsenal we're, we're facing Arsenal in a massive monumental six pointer, and Arsenal have got a free midweek. Yeah, um, don't don't care about West Ham. I'll take size mantle on that one. Um, so you'd play the Union team. Against West Ham, yeah, honestly, I would. I, I agree yeah. with you, though. To be honest, there's I, lots of people who are going to be absolutely swearing. Stand up the title on the line. So I'm just going to say that that's just, me and me and Dolph in Discord all weekend been saying the same thing. You know, just had the best set of results. Not only that we've got, so getting maximum <clears> points, but also everyone else around has been dropping points. We've had possibly the worst injury we could have had, and Matic out for the season. Um, Union. And West Ham don't matter at all. It's like zero percent for me. I know that's bad for the fans that are going to turn out. Is it West Ham or is it home? No, it's at home. <clears throat> I'm, I'm so yeah, you know, the fans are there. And um I heard Dave uh Hendrick like three or four weeks ago on a pod saying he's a really easy chance to win a trophy. But just play people that aren't gonna be anywhere near, you know, the Arsenal and United yeah. game. It's got to be. It's got to be the Arsenal game because it's. See, Arsenal got a free midweek, and we. Yeah. I think we'll. We. I think we can all agree when we analyse Palace that the cumulative impact of three games in six days was was pretty. It was pretty glaring, wasn't it, Rosie? Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, we'll come on to it, but yeah, it was. We were sluggish. No execution. Um, yeah. No energy. Yeah. So anyway. So let's come on to those first of those games. Um, let's talk about Sheffield United, um, Bart. So let's talk about that lineup. Um, Joe Gomez, left back. Yeah, he's he's well, he's played that before, isn't he? But yeah, is it Lo- Luton away. He played yeah. uh, left back. So other than that, I'm not. Did my head in in that game as well? <laughs> he did. He did. But, I mean, 
he's not bad there. He's just not. And this is I was chatting. Was it you? I was in Discord. Or I, was, I was saying like this. This just sums up my issue with these two games. Actually, for me, you've burned minutes of two players who are injury prone in the same game. Yeah. Like, why not play Costas here, who's proven he can play week in, week out, right? Yeah. And then you've got Joe available for... But just to be clear, what we're saying to people there, he's he's got two, at least two seasons of, in his career, hasn't he, playing over 4,500 minutes? Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. like, you don't need to... I mean, and you can also rest him by taking him off after an hour. Yeah. And therefore, Joe only plays 30 minutes or whatever you need to do. But to start Gomez and Canate away from home... At that ground, I just thought was was. Just, mm. But then we know Klopp's got a little. He's got a fascination with sticking his hand in the plug socket, and I've said that again. But he just seems to like to do that. So mm. there you go. But anyway, apart from that, fairly strong uh, back four midfield of Endo kept his place after a, a good performance, and you had um, McAnister and Dom, which was great to see uh, them actually in the positions they were bought to play. In my opinion. Mm. Um, Gapko got the nod in the nine, and then uh, Mo obviously kept his place, and Diaz and, came in because we had no other option. Yeah, and was did did the new Sheffield United manager or the reunited Sheffield United, did he change the system at all? Or did he just stick with what the old the old fellow was doing? Same system. He did rotate a couple of players. Which yeah. I'm not. And then there's too many of them for me to read off. But he changed the the forward. He changed one in midfield, and I think he changed a couple of defence. But the yeah. system was still. Like a back five with a box in front and a one. And Rosie, happy to see as happy to see fellow Yorkshireman Chris Wilder back in the league. Yeah, story about Chris Wilder. He used to be Halifax Town manager, and my stepdad, who runs a supporters club there, said um, he's the best manager they've had in the last fifty years. Um, it was unbelievable. Wow. Went to Oxford from Halifax Town and went to Sheffield United. Um, that yeah, first season, yeah. that first season of Sheffield United, he was yeah. Yeah, he was genuinely he was one of the best coaches in the league, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't see any underlapping fullbacks like we did then. Uh, <laughs> Overlapping <laughs> centre backs. <laughs> I <can> remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodness me. So yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I, I like Wilder. I think it's a good decision by them. Um, it's harsh on was it <clears throat> bottom because yeah. um, uh, Sheffield United fan. I know he said. If they hadn't gone up, they might have gone out of business. Um, wow! That wow! And wow. He, yeah, they were they were so close to administration, and had they not gone up, he said they would have been, and you know, they might not even exist. So to sack a manager after fourteen games, um, who's kept you in business? He's <laughs> ruthless. <laughs> they, they, they they were. You can understand why they did it, can't you? Yeah, though, they were. Yeah. yeah. We lost five 0 to Burnley. Yeah, that was probably the yeah that was the final straw, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Rosie, st- so stay on, stay on, stay, stay on the line, um, and give us that match summary, mate. Yeah, so um, this was it was, it was okay. It's, it, it's an early-ish goal, um, one point seven three to one point zero seven. There seems to be a good chunk of. Um, Sheffield United's XG that I couldn't work out um, watching the highlights, but we'll come on to that. Um, 15 shots to six, 11 in the box to five, eight shots on target to one. Um, but yeah, four big chances to three. Now, the McAtee one from the Gomez era, and that is the fourth defensive error in a row in games for us. Um, Not good. Need to nip that in the bud. We haven't done, we haven't done that on the clock before. Um, 
And this led to a huge chance, uh, 56% on understat. Um, but yeah, they're, they're three. I can't quite work out. I think, Dan, I don't know if you can check this, but I think one of them is an archer missed opportunity. Mm. Late in the game where there's a dinked ball from McAtee and he doesn't touch it, but he's like one-on-one with um, Kelleher like four yards out. I'm not sure he gets a touch on it. And they might have given it as a missed opportunity. The other one was from a corner. Um, um, hits on the volley, but it's blocked. So, yeah, I'm not sure. But I didn't think we were great. But um, to have, once that once we go ahead, after, good save from Keller, you know. Yeah, we criticised him in the Luton game. But he saves yeah. this one. Massive, massive save. Huge for us. Um, because it's you know it's it's, it's nil nil and you know we're away from home we're yeah. not you know it, yeah. that that, new, that new go- manager yeah so perfect timing to save a big chance um, the models were pretty pretty the same um, although it, what's interesting is that Kaylee had them at one point four and I like Kaylee's model so I couldn't, just, I couldn't counter counter it's going to be counters yeah yeah they had a lot on fast break Kaylee's got McAtee on a high one higher one than understat. Um, <laughs> 36 penalty box touches to 13. Once we go a goal ahead, they've basically had nothing until that Cameron Arch chance towards the end. Hmm. We're already 2 0 up by then. Well, there's the one that's blocked from the corner in eight to six minutes, but yeah. Yeah, it's. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's I think there, uh, there was no, there was no missed opportunities, Rosie. I did check, right? Uh, one of the actual big chances was was one where um, Archer just dilly dallied and he basically got he, he cut back inside and he, he basically had a really tame shot blocked. So oh. it didn't it didn't it didn't even look like anything. But he, if he he he, he was one on one and then it, it was his own decision to cut back, which took the shot away basically. Oh, okay, well, but it was still done as a big chance. That's as as I said, yeah, as I said um, on the last pod, Dan. We, we can't keep conceding this many. Um, three big chances, whether it's two or three, is still too many. Yeah. Um, I, I think unless we get down to 1.5 and Nunes gets his big chance conversion up to 30, I don't think we will win the league. But <laughs> Up to 30, that's the, 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 yeah, give, him, give him an easy <laughs> if that, target. Yeah. If, that does happen, <laughs> if that does happen, then yeah, starting to dream now, Dan. Oh, yeah. yeah. 16 games is a lot, Rosie. Mm-hmm. I mean, last time we won the league after twenty, we put it to bed after twenty-three matches. We certainly did. We got, 20... we've also, yeah, we've also played everyone away apart from yeah. uh, mm. Arsenal are coming and United are coming. Yeah, is it yeah. Arsenal away? No, oh, Arsenal at Anfield. Yeah. So I mean, this is, this is such a mass. It's such a monumental six-pointer. We're at home. Yeah. Yeah. And you know they're 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 having a mini wobble for the first time this season, really. So. Again, they were a much better team against Villa. Missed like three big chances, I think. So. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so we mentioned the Kelleher big save, um, but um, and one of the things I just want to talk about is across the two games and also the Fulham first half, which was we we talked about last week how it was very laborious. We we weren't very good on the ball. Our build up was dodgy. Are you seeing in your um, in your detailed stats packs? Are you seeing anything that's giving you cause for concern, or is it is it what what is it? What are you seeing in that in, the, in, the, in our patterns of play and our build up? For me, the lack of connections between the front three 
has decreased markedly over the last three games. Mm. Um, and if you look at the contrast between Sheffield United and the next game we'll come on to, it's even worse. Like they, they seem to decrease game on game. And particularly Diaz is literally now linking with just the left back, um, which is a problem because you come, you become very one sided. Um, obviously, with the Palace, a little caveat of a, of a card coming in there, so we could dominate that side. But um, yes, yeah, so the, the shapes we're we still have good depth to our play. If you look at the pass maps and the average position, but it's just the connections of how we utilise in players in those space. And we're also considering we had at one point over eighty-five, nearly ninety percent of the ball against Sheffield. Okay, it was mad, wasn't it? The possession. It was mad, right? Yeah. The average position for our players is still not in yeah. their half space or the zone fourteen, right? Which is, you know, if you got that amount of the ball, you yeah. expect us to be right up in there in their box. You know, I mean, really pressure them in, and we're not. Um, the other issue that I've got, which we've touched on a lot of time, which is. We seem to be getting narrower and narrower. So even in the last time I was on, we we still had width. So we had good depth, but we still had width across all the channels of the pitch. Sheffield United, we're in the middle two channel, middle three three channels. So we're in the width of the eighteen yard box. There's mm-hmm. no one outside of that width. Which again, if you're away from home, uh, bottom of the league side against deep block, you want to get wide. You want to have depth. You want to, you know move them around quickly with switches to create gaps in between. We literally played in the width of the 18-yard box and we're trying to pick little bits here and there. Um, I mean, having said that, we, our pass, passing was good. We, you know, we kept the ball well. We, you know, we didn't drop our standards. And I didn't, I thought Sheffield United was better than Palace. I mean, that's not difficult, but... It, we just didn't have, we didn't have any penetration, did we? We didn't have any penetration, no. And I think that comes down to, I mean, if you look at the zones on on uh, on the touch map, a gap code is just not in zone beautiful 14. He's pretty much on top of McAllister, um, which doesn't help when you're trying to penetrate. I, I think you and I were chatting about whether he picked the wrong forward for the wrong game. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads. Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise, and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. So Nunes might have been better to start in this one, and Cody might have been better at Palace uh, mm. to allow us a platform to play into. But yeah, it just meant that Mo and Diaz were in the right areas, but there was no connection in the middle, which didn't help. Uh, you've got a lot of overlap on the right-hand side. Dom is covering a huge area. I mean, it's you look at it and the two centre-halves, the two and, and the DM are in the right area. It's just, we, we're just not, for me, we're not utilising those players in the right areas. Um, Trent, the box is formed in midfield, which is a good base for us. 
but it's just we're not getting that penetration near behind. Um, and I think some of that might have been we chose that forward. I mean, if you look at just attacking half pass maps, it, it, it's just a, a triangle. There's a nice box formed, and then there's a triangle on the right-hand side between uh, Trent, uh, Dom, and, and Mo. But the left just might as well not happen. And I think that makes us a bit predictable in our play because people know they know what you're going to get out of Diaz. You know he's going to cut inside. He's not going to go on the outside. And when you've got Joe playing there as well, playing left back, he's not going to go on an overlap run and put a ball in with his left foot, is he? He's going to cut inside. Makes it very easy to defend. So you've got to rely on the right side to stretch out and go wide. And we didn't do that. We kept within the refines of the 18-yard box. So for Sheffield United, that that was a, a concern of mine. Um, I mean, the only positives for me, we only had, I think it was four shots outside the box out of the total, which is mm. a better ratio for us. You know, we've been moaning about that. And our, our pack, in terms of our ratio of long, medium, and, and short passing chains, they're all around the twelve, which is which is you know, which means we're varying the the length of our attacks up. It's just that we didn't have that ability to go in behind, if you like, as you said, with penetration, uh, which is. Mm. Uh, Trent had seven key passes though. Yeah, and so, we used to love. Yeah, we used to love one, one XA, which is one of his highest, isn't it? Yeah. We used to love playing three at the back systems as well, didn't we? We really used yeah. to just, I don't know, stretch them. Because yeah. we had the fullbacks going, you had the width, yeah. right? So therefore, yeah. they played in the areas the two, the, the yeah. wide centre half didn't want to come into, yeah. or the wing backs had to come back, which meant you overloaded in midfield. Mm. But because we're not doing that, it means they can just sit in. Mm. <laughs> and, and they played five, literally started with five at the back. So just sat yeah. in and went, go on then. And a box in front. So they made it really hard for us to pass through that box. And we predictably, we, what was the set piece goal? Um, and, um, and a break, or not kind of a breakaway, wasn't it? A recovery mm. and, a, and, a, and a last minute finish. So they're not, it's not like uh, we've cut them open. Although I didn't, I don't know about you guys, but I just didn't feel like we were going to lose the game. No, I, I don't think so. Uh, but Rosie, um, there was one very, our first shot, I think, of the game was, was one from Salah in sort of a central area of the box. Yeah, and Diaz as well there, yeah. Yeah. But okay. then that was it. That was the only shot we had in the box until the second half. I mean, and the rest of the half... Goal. Virgil's goal, yeah. What I would say, the rest of the half was all set-play shots. Set-plays, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, think we had, and I think we had five set-play shots in the box after after that. But it was it was really weird. I mean, we, I'm not, we're not going to say, you know, set-plays are bad because we Hamza was on here last week talking about how we're second or third in the league in the attack for set plays. Um but it was really weird to see, you know, so you know, so much of our first half only from set place. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was it was frustrating. Um one I think a bit to do with that is is how Sheffield United played, so we didn't score until the thirty seventh minute. Yeah. Uh, they were organized is we have to about eighty percent possession. <laughs> yeah. But as Phil said, because you're too narrow, because you're not dragging them, because you're not yeah. creating space for players, because the front three aren't linking well. Um suppose like looks knackered to me. Um, yeah. um I slagged about three four weeks ago on the yeah. fatigue index. <laughs> but yeah. Um but I think the highlight of uh, of this game was uh, Trent Alexander's Arnold's arse crack before he took the <laughs> Corner. What is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going. Am I am I seeing this right? <laughs> is he done that on purpose to the Sheffield United fans? Yeah. Um, God knows what they were saying to him. 
For it to lead yeah. to a goal was uh, even funnier. On the goal, Dan, is that not a foul from Verge? <clears throat> I don't think it was. It looked like he just kind of either stuck his ass out or kind of stuck his leg out a little bit and it tripped. Well, I'm taking it, Roti. Absolutely, after what we've had. But I just, I yeah. just I've seen those this loud Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you know we did the same move three times? Oh, go on, Phil. What's that? So we scored on that. Where where Verge hit the ball from? Yeah. Trent literally puts one. I think it's five minutes later, Virgil puts it over the bar from a header. Second half, 55 minutes, same routine. Mo ends up with a shot. It's exactly the same area. Yeah, I thought that. It looked like really similar spots. So they were... <laughs> they were was it running off backwards? Yeah, so Canato was driving the front there, their mid block, if you like, in away from that area. And Trent was just putting it in the same zone in the box. And as I said, Verge scored off one, headed one over the bar, and Mo should have scored, should have done better with a shot. They were, but it was the same area. It was like just beautifully worked move. They kept moving, crack the space. Yeah, though, wasn't it? Reaction. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? It, that's that's a reflection for me if Mo's not quite as sharp as he was, because he, he you know, what uh, PK spot unmarked with a ball at his feet normally does better than that mm. so I just thought it was interesting that we, we we clearly worked on this routine and got it got it working three three times but it was a yeah, well we had we had three three headers three sets from the first half set plays literally on the penalty spot yeah 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 yeah. Um, <clears throat> Rosie one of the things um, we're not collecting the pressing at the moment because um, because of your new job and all that but um, one of the things that you did last season was you you did the um Differences between how Cody Gakpo presses and how Darwin Nunes presses. Yeah. This was all the praise about Nunes being, I'm um, sorry, about, about about Cody being there for his defensive work and stuff like that. And mm. and what we did was we found out that Darwin actually pressed more and in and more effectively, but just in a more random way yeah. across the front, not not in a submission, a concentrated area. And yeah. I think I, it was I, fair to say we had we had an interesting discussion about just how Gakpo plays the centre forward role versus how Nunes plays and how the team plays around them. And this, and this was a really good illustration, wasn't it, this match? Um, yes. Didn't have much pressing to do, though, in this one. Yeah, but I mean, is it was just like, well, we know what Cody's going to do, and, and, and yeah. but he, yeah. he wasn't involved. He does, in he, he does it in sync, and I thought Nunes had improved that. Um, did Nunes play against uh, Fulham? He did, didn't he? Mm, that was yeah. a game when I thought we are quite... But it's just more the... Files. That C- Cody is, you know, he, he's still not involved a huge amount in build-up, right? He's still yeah. not having l- very many shots or, or or creating many chances, yeah. and you know he's not. He's certainly not having any big chances or very many. And he had and he had point zero three expected goals plus expected assists in this game. It's just, it's just a complete change, isn't it, to to to, to Nunes? Well, I think Phil's right in that. I think Klopp got the. Uh... Got, got the forwards wrong for each game. Um, but, yeah, in terms of defensive work and pressing, he's much more intelligent, much more sw- switched on to how the team dynamic works. Mm. But, uh, you don't really need that when you've got 80% He's a ghost, Dan. Didn't you say he's a ghost? He's, he's, he's not great really on the ball, though. <laughs> 12 touches in the first half. Yeah. 12 touches, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, one player make more than um, five connections with him. Joe Gomez. Hmm. Like no, nobody else made them more than five passes to him. He's, he's, he's ex. If you look at the pass maps, which are now coloured by how valuable they are on the pitch, he's white in every single phase. Mm. It's like it's just like he's literally. I think he's actually whiter than Kelleher, 
That shows you how uninvolved he is in our attacking play. There's, there's two things on Gakpo, Is One, I thought he was really good when he came on against Fulham. Mm-hmm. Two, he was mm. good again when he came on against Palace. But compared to Firmino, his involvement levels, mm. it's night and day on the ball in our build-up and yeah. ability to try and break down the team. And he, that just has to improve. He's got yeah. You know, he's the number nine. He's got to want either be involved in the build-up like Firmino was and set up, he, he set up Diaz and Salah, or he's got to be getting into the box more, into positions yeah. where he does get sometimes. You know, he's had a few tap-ins, but he's just not doing it enough. Yeah, I wonder what his touches were in this. Oh, yeah, twenty-one passes in in, in eighty-six in minutes. Twenty-one in, 86. in the box. Yeah. Do we know that? Uh, what do you want touches? Touches in the box for Gakpo in that, in uh, in this Sheffield. Oh, I've got it. I've got it on. I've got it on. Thirteen percent. Thirteen percent in the box. Four four penalty box touches. Sixteen in the final third. Yeah. No, that's not enough, is it? Nah. So thirteen percent of his touches were <clears> in the penalty box. Yeah. So. Um, but he didn't have any shots. <laughs> <laughs> so. So one shot, uh, I think, wasn't it? But I don't know why it's not gone down as an NEXG. I'm sure he had one shot. All oh, right, maybe that was it. Sorry, um, maybe I thought, I thought it was. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm should we talk sure. about right. another interesting statistical player in this match, Roti, and that was Ibrahim Akanate. Oh, in yeah. many, many, and for, and, and for many reasons. Do well, you give us the um, the full range of his um, incredible stats. Is he? This is it's what is one of the most because. So you're watching on social media, you're watching the game yourself, you're thinking about it, and there were there were criticisms for Kanate in this game. Um, si mentioned about point out fires, but then you looked at his numbers, and a lot, I heard a lot of people say this after the game when they saw them. It was like, that's not quite how I saw his performance. But anyway, 14 out of 14 aerial duels, <laughs> which is perfect against it. Uh, a Grok team. Um, Certainly is, mate. Colin. Certainly is. Exactly what you need. Um, and Klopp said after the game, why, I wish I kept saying, why, why, why aren't they testing Virgil? Because <laughs> at the moment, mm. Kanate is winning everything. Um, four out of five tackles won. Again, brilliant. Yeah. Four interceptions, four recoveries, two clearances, one block. In terms of no errors, in terms of uh, defensive performances against uh, uh, a team like Sheffield United, he couldn't really ask for better numbers. Now, there were occasions where some of those numbers were created by things he did wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Creating his own stat profile by making a mistake. <laughs> it might not be, it might not be a defensive error, might not be, you know, on the ball, but it, but it's it's lunging in and then recovering. Or Look it's up. I just, put, I, I just put the heat map in the uh, in the in the chat, Rosie. Look how tightly grouped his aerials are as well. Yeah, yeah, just perfect. Because that's what Sheffield United's plan was. Yeah, yeah, going to that area. Yeah. Do you see his uh, carries? No, no. Seventy-eight percent of his carries were progressive. Of his distance, he five hundred and fifty-four uh, carries distance he made. So that's the highest in the team of those carries were progressive. Which is something we asked Matt to do, right? Carry the ball. Canati did it in this game. Which is, I just was looking at him going, his passing was good. It was a, this, there was a lot of good things about his performance, but I still came away going, I'm not sure that's right. You know, like you said, Rosie, it didn't <laughs> quite pass the eye test. I mean, 81% uh, pass rate. I mean, that's that's pretty good. You know, it's not, 
It's not bad, you know. It's pretty 120 good. passes, and that's something Si mentioned, wasn't it? Yeah. They did let him have the ball. They did. They did. Yeah. They did, yeah. So You've still got to do something with it, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned his carries being progressive. Um, yeah. But what was it? What was it? You know, he had the 120 passes, the most in the team, most in the match. Um, what was in? Did you see anything notable in his in his pass progression? He's got 13 progressive passes, mm-hmm. which is the highest in the side. Mm-hmm. Um, higher than Trent, who had can nine. We did, can we define progressive passes for people? Oh them? gosh, is there, it, is a, there, there is a there is a definition. Thirty meters. Is it? What is it? I I will get, we'll get that up. It's on the Octa website. Uh, I'll that up now. Because, you know, if, if he's passing it 25 metres or whatever, and it, and it's not and it, and it it's not really going past one of their players, just into feet of Trent or into feet of whoever, Salah, it's, you know, that's not, it's not progressive like Van Dijk. Complete, well, I think there's a thing the, the, the pass type, there's no switches. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a complete open play pass in the attacking two thirds of the pitch that move the ball at least 25% closer to goal. That's an opt to definition for you. Mm-hmm. So that's just about 22, 23 yards, or might meters. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you yeah. pass it from what if you pass it from one side of the center circle to a player of yours and the other side of the center circle, for example, it's got to go forward though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. your own half by the yeah, yeah. circle to the opposition half by the centre yeah. circle. That'll be a progressive. That progressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, considering that's a criticism we've had of Canate, right? That this is, I think you got to say that this that's not a bad game for him. Yeah, I mean, just this yeah. it's yeah. amazing. What and as I, I agree. It's you know when, when you look at the data underneath and you're thinking, well, I think my eyes were a bit off. Then I know I've been judging him a little bit harshly because you know just because he made one or two minor errors, you know, potentially really resulted in shots for Sheffield yeah. United. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he also turned his header a point six header a point zero six sorry into a point three five chance. Mm. Post shot. I mean, was that yeah. the looping? Was that the looping one? Yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah, yeah. keep yeah. to go stretch yeah. out. Yeah. So I'm just saying, not a bad game for him. You know what I mean? It's, uh, Virgil <coughs> rightly got all applauded, but Canate went bad. Should we is, talk about the one moment? Just, just a quick one, Dan. Is is there any kind of bias from us here? Because I think if this was Van Dyke's number profile, it'd be absolutely. I guess that, yeah. I guess think that if Van Dyke had 120 passes, I think there would have been yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's the difference, isn't it? He'd do a lot more with it, wouldn't he? Let's be honest. But mm. I don't mind him just winning our angels and uh, getting no. Sheffield uh, yeah. the ball a lot. And we know it's not one of his strengths, but in terms of his defensive work, that's a, one of the best number profiles. Yeah, that's absolutely. It. He created a lot. He created some of it himself. So, should we yeah. talk about the one moment of quality in the match, Rosie? Um, the, second, the, second the second goal. The second goal. Um, so this, was quite, this, this was quite something. Red card, potentially. <laughs> well, you guys, I just thought I thought it was fine. I mean, you, you and Sai were saying, "Oh, this is a challenge and stuff." I don't know. I've seen the angle from. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I've seen the. I've seen the. I've seen it on the video on the TV and the stills and stuff. I just don't. He, uh, he wins the ball cleanly, right, with one leg, but his other leg comes comes through the player. Mm. I just thought that was that's the scissor. Yeah, that, that's that's. <laughs> uh, a, a perfect example of reckless. Mm. It's from behind as well. This the kind of challenge they're trying to they've tried to rule out, isn't it? So yeah, I was I was really surprised they didn't get called for a foul because he just yeah. wins the ball so perfectly with his other foot. So yeah. I, 
you know, anyway, it's, anyway he does do it. that. <laughs> and then plays a really nice ball to uh, Sabozlau, times a shot with the instep of his foot. One of the hardest shots I've seen. <laughs> I don't know, is it some beauties? But the timing of that finish, um, yeah, it was a moment of quality. Um I just, but, I just oh, love the way, the way he just lashed it and it went into the top corner. Just, just, just with his instep, oh, though, Dan. Have you tried uh, it? I know. Woof. <laughs> casual, <laughs> casual, wasn't it? Casual. It was instep. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, anything else from Sheffield United, Bats, that you didn't cover? Twenty-five percent of our EPV was in the attacking third, which is better than Fulham. So, yeah, just to say, but. Yeah, mm. that's probably about it, really. Uh, their highest, just for banter, was the GK had a eleven percent of their EPV in his own in his own little zone. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think the my biggest takeaway was that um, a better forward than Cameron Archer could have actually scored a couple of goals in this game. But he was he some of his decision making was was quite bizarre, wasn't it? When he, he yeah yeah we had moments. And then, didn't yeah. he score that goal on the weekend? The bender. Was no, that, that was McAtee. That was McAtee. Was that McAtee? Uh, gotcha. Yeah, that was going to come. Um, on another day, Dan, <laughs> Kevin Archer might have scored, and I think we might have had both, both goals disallowed with a different um, set of officials. So <laughs> I am taking it. Absolutely. We seem to have a lot. We're going, we've got to ride this wave, Rudy, because a lot of things are going our way at the moment. A lot of little things. Yeah. Go, go in our way so absolutely we're not going to knock that because coming on to the Palace game Pogmol <laughs> have definitely got their Pog, Pogmol have definitely got their eyes on other clubs other than LFC and a particular yeah. one that might be in second place in the league which is nice yeah no what's he called Howard Webb legend yeah he is <laughs> he is Arteta is definitely the enemy of the month at the moment isn't he he is big time he's hilarious as well but yeah hello I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Mm. Right, Klopp's definitely getting more genial now since he uh, since his uh, since his hamstring injury and suspension. Anyway, yeah. uh, right, we are going to talk about um, Crystal Palace, and let's first come start. Let's start as always, Bart's with that those lineups and that rotation. Yeah, so Costa comes in for us at left back. Um, I think we chatted about it midweek that uh, Kwanzaa, uh, the kid as I called him, would come in and play centre half because it pretty much was the only option. Unless he really did fancy going for the uh, going for the risk, uh, Endo started. It was his. What do you say? It was his sixth game in nine. Sixth, sixth game in nine, um, and then because Mac basically got crunched at Sheffield United, the other big call 
that will come onto the effectiveness was Grav played the left eight with Dom the right eight, and then the Nunes came in for uh, Cody. So what's that, three changes or so? Um, for them, they changed a winger, um, a midfielder, and a fullback. And I believe they were all due to injuries with Mitchell dropping out and our old friend, Mr. Klein, coming in and playing fullback on the wrong side. Um, I don't know whether Roy was trying to be clever against Mo, but I'm not sure it worked out for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in yeah. midfield, they dropped out there. They normally you missed- play a 10 and we... They play with a flat. They play flat for against. Well, Eze's injured, and yeah. somebody else is injured for them as well. Yeah. I can't, yeah, um, anyway, that's somebody else quite good. But you missed the big returner. You missed the big news. Oh, um, and Mister the best in the world, uh, and he comes back uh, somehow from injury, way ahead of schedule, and starts in goal, which is brilliant. So we said, unless it's incredibly minor, we can't see him back. Become being back for Man United, it must have just what just been tightness or something then, or. Yeah, it must have been a, a real, like a grade one, but really, really minor. Must have been, a, he must have just felt, you know, like, um, again, during our most successful period, it, players used to say, I've, I felt something, and then they used to stop and come off. Like, mm. and I think it must have literally been, he, he's felt a little twinge, stopped, and uh, we obviously couldn't get him off because it was towards the end of the Man City game, wasn't it? So we'd run out of subs. But it must have been a really minor, um, minor injury. And, They've rehabbed him really well, otherwise they wouldn't have taken the risk. And uh, yeah. and he's back. And boy, so, did we need him. So forget, just forget to... smart science, Dan. It's the power of God. He's been praying a lot. Well, this is it. <laughs> yes, he's it. Yeah. If anybody's got a hotline to God, it's Alison Becker. Yeah, right. I'm rightly so because it nearly is. Yeah, the holy goalie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's on the rotation, right? Front, right? Yeah. Come back after the international break. Curtis Jones starts against Man City at the yep. Etihad, right? And then he hasn't started a single match since, despite us playing five games in two weeks. Why? Yeah. Why? Why is that? I don't know. If I was on here, I was, was going to ask him whether he's got a knock. 35 minutes against Lask, 31 against Sheffield United, and 16 against Palace. So he's come on three times. Yeah. So he I, can't be. He can't be injured. He can't. It doesn't make sense to me because. I mean, I think we all know. I, I we'd all start him. I think in midfield. I don't. I don't see why Grab's giving him that. I, I I generally don't understand it. It's one of those calls. The minutes don't make sense. The performances don't make sense. So I I, I don't get it. If if he's if he's injured, he shouldn't be in the squad because the side always says you can't you can't be half injured. Do you know what I mean? You can't mm. suddenly go. Oh, you've only got half an hour in you. Um, yeah, it doesn't. To me, this this decision that he's making, um, or the coaching team are making, um, I I don't understand. Um, I can't even because they're both tall players. You know, sometimes you like you've rightly said, oh, you think Cody's going to play in, in midfield because of the height, right? Mm. Well, Grav and CJ are both tall players. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, it's it's not like you're saying one's Elliot and one's yeah. It's like CJ. it's like it's like so you know he's 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 not going to play Harvey against Brentford, you know. So yeah, yeah we know yeah, which is fine. But um, CJ and Graver are both tall players. Yeah, yeah. Um, it yes. also doesn't make sense to me in terms of playing an actual left back, and and you've got <clears throat> yeah, you you'd kind of want someone like CJ who can hold the ball and allow your overlapping fullback and therefore also fill in and be that discipline role as well that he's been doing. Not the loose cannons a bit harsh with Grav, but he doesn't do that. He's very attack focused. He's individual. He's, 
He's, there we go, individual, but he's not going to drop in and help recycle and maintain and allow that mm-hmm. run to work from the fullback. So it, it didn't make sense to me in terms of our pattern of play either. So, is it, is uh, it a good comparison that you made earlier, down between Gakpo and Nunes. I think the worst of Nunes last season in pressing um, is, is a good comparison between Grav and Jones because Jones is so good in the press and mm-hmm. Grav is, has been... <laughs> really bad. Uh, we haven't got many numbers on him this season, but I think yeah. his efficiency is around 60-odd percent, um, low 60s. Um, mm. And I noticed against Fulham, was it against Fulham? Did he play against Fulham? Um, I'm sure the last game I noticed, it, there was a couple of occasions where there was an individual failed press um, that led to one of their shots or two of their shots. So that's, you know, he's he's doing it on his own. He's not in sync with the other midfielders and it's causing his issues. Whereas Jones is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, first, I'll ask you, Bozzi, stay on the line. Let's talk about that match summary. Well, yeah, as you know, we do non-penalty XG, so mm. I think it's a little bit different here than what people will have seen. Um, but it, 1.24 to 1.04 for Palace, um, that's not including the penalty, so they'd be up at 1.8. Um, including that 14 shots to eight, nine in the box to six. They had more shots on target than us. Me and Phil were discussing that. Four to two. Um, I think four times this season we've had fewer, but they've all been top six opposition. Um, they had three big chances to two. One of them was offside, but, you know, Opta can't do anything about that. Um, 22 penalty box touches to 16. No defensive errors, Dan, so that's broken that streak. <laughs> broken the streak. Um, Kayleigh had it at 1.1 to 1.1. I thought a point was a fair result for both teams. Um, but in particular, I think it was until the 47th minute in this game, we had had six shots for 0.07 XG. Which means that is the worst level of shot quality in a half. Now, we had two block shots in injury time in the first half. Salah and Zbosley, that um, Opta's got 11% for each of them. But yeah, that first 45 minutes was some of the worst attacking I can remember under Klopp. Would you have it as? First, after, first 45? After, four, after 45 minutes... Um, yeah. We were at 0.07 on um, foot mob as I was tracking it. Yeah, on the, on the start, I've got uh, 0.09. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, just huffing, puffing, nothing going right. Pot shots, Simicast one was shocking. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just come oh. on. No, I don't mind Sabozla having one. But yeah, yeah. did you see the average uh, shot XG per shot in that period? Well, it'd be 0.01. Yeah, 0.02. It was just shocking. So, in the first half against Fulham, we were bad. We scored two world-class goals from 1% chances or 2% shots. Second half, first half against uh, Sheffield United, we were bad. We scored a set-place goal and threatened from set-place. Palace, we were bad. And we didn't have any long shots and we didn't have any set-plays. What? And we conceded a huge big chance. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a save. What a Which is say, one of the most remarkable saves I've ever seen. Yeah. I was going to say, the first 15, though, I have to say, I actually thought we started all right. 
We had, th- you had three switches in the first five minutes. Oh, Trent, yeah, in that right? wind. Well. In that wind, which were pinpoint, I thought our tempo was good. I, I, you know, the first, the, I know it's only the first 15, but I genuinely thought Nunes yeah. was offside three times in the first 13 oh minutes. Oh my God, how frustrating was that? But I just, it, to me, that shows you that we were attacking and trying to get him in on certain plays. It's just, it, he mistimed the runs. But it, it, I'm just saying, but after that, yeah, I completely agree. We were awful. But it was just, it seemed that we came out, were on the right foot, were moving the ball around, stretching them around. We just didn't execute the right opportunity to score. And then they came into it and had that amazing chance, which Addy pulls off a phenomenal save. Um, I mean, I'm not going to talk about just first half here, um, Bart, but you may as well do your analysis of your your stats back pretty much up to the red card. So 70 minutes, I think. So, I mean, what what have you got in that um, in that up to the red card period? And what, what are you seeing in the So data? I did... As you know, on these type of games, I'll do I'll do my usual plus I'll chuck extras in of pre-red card, post-red card, pre-pen, post-pen. And pre-red cards, it's it's very similar shape to what we've had before. We're even, I mean, considering we played Nunes and not Cody, right? We're at, the front three are actually deeper than we were against Sheffield United. So the average position is nowhere near, it's not in... It's not just Salah's mainly playing right right wing, and Diaz is not in the right in the right half space. Uh, Costas is giving this the width on the left. You have got a semi box in the middle, but um, Endo is is kind of a bit of a, uh, an island in the middle. That's pre pre the red card. Post the red card, though, if you want me to go that far, it's a horrendous pass map. But we completely dominate that right side. So we put four players in the right half space. So we have Elliot, Mo, Gomez, Cody, all in the right half space, completely dominant. All the passes are, are thick. That means uh, a lot of connections and they're dark green, which means high high percentage chance, high percentage accuracy, all that to that right side to isolate their left back, which is client. So we clearly targeted that area of the pitch post-red card. Uh, Post-penalty and pre-penalty, not really much difference from the red card, to be fair. But yeah, so... Pre-red card, um, it was that kind of, we're setting, we've got good depth, but it's there's no penetration, which I think is fair. Um, but post-red card, a complete a complete change to me, and we just went and dominated that right half space and obviously got, got opportunities through that because Elliot kept popping up in free spaces. Um, yeah. Um, Rosie, before we talk about um, the obvious... Um... Do we need to talk about Luis Diaz? Oh, wow, well, yeah. Um, yeah, not, not good numbers, Dan. Um, not good numbers at all. Not in, good numbers at not all. Not even remotely close to good Liverpool numbers now. I He's averaging after 3,000 minutes in the Premier League, 0.29 expected goals per 90 minutes. That's half of Sadio Mane. Yeah, feels like it. Um I don't want to be too harsh about him about the last, like, six weeks. Hard to know what his mental state is like. Yeah. Doesn't seem to yeah. have the same level of uh, <coughs> intensity as he had when he first arrived, if you if can put it that way. But mm-hmm. um, he's got to improve soon because he's, he's not offering very much. He had the finish that was disallowed, didn't he? Um, just offside. Um, it was a lovely finish. 
but damn, two 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 percentile for assists. Um, yeah, a lot of people have seen. A lot of people are getting really worried about his take ons. Point one. Sai posted his um, take on percentage um, coming down. It started at what sixty four, and what did Sai have it like forty two? Is it less than that? About that now? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that was his primary attribute, right? When he came, Sai called him a baller. Yeah, Yeah. it was just basically whoever he would just run. I remember the games against Chalabar. And he just absolutely roasted him, you know, with the cup finals for Chelsea. Yeah. And he, he was man of the match, wasn't he, in the um, League Cup final? Yeah, it was. Yeah. He had three dribbles in this game. Three dribbles, two successful, so. Okay. Not bad. 4.2 shot creating actions is, is decent. It's just nothing's coming from, from them. And, yeah, he's yeah, – it's, it's, it is a worry. I, I'm, like I said, we don't know how he's – we, we haven't got many options at the moment, though, have we? So, you know, that, that's Joss the other is... problem. That is the other problem. We lost so he's going to have to play all the games because Jota is not available. Jota's... Um, what did I read about Jota? He's running Whoa. again. He's running again, yeah. Well, that's uh, if he's back this side of Christmas, that's a, a yeah. massive bonus. Huge. Huge. Yeah. I think you said I mean, Newcastle. Just chuck Yeah, and, and just, just back for any of these matches and, you know, this Christmas period would be a bonus because, you know, I was thinking it was going to be another two, three months out with a hamstring. Yeah. So the thing that worries me about Diaz, guys, is he's not doing the same thing. You know what like he said? No. Like, he used to take him on. Right? Yeah. Drives the line and then we'd have a go at him for not putting it back or whatever. But at least yeah. he was beating the man and getting to the line. Now he's cutting his side. He's cutting his side. You've got Grab in there as well. They're, they're just cutting his side, cutting his side. We haven't, specifically when we're playing Joe or a non-normal fullback, you need your left what forward to go on the outside? He's not yeah. doing that. Yeah, cutting inside against two low blocks or three low blocks is it, totally madness. pointless. It's pointless. You just you just cutting inside to uh, it's traffic. Where the players are? Yeah, and and to be fair, that's where the first goal comes from. Twenty-seven minutes, cuts inside, loses it, and they break. And because we're not set, so Costas has gone to because he's expecting the ball yeah. to come his way. Diaz goes inside for some reason. Costas is like, brilliant, cheers, mate. And they've literally ripped down the other side, whipped a ball across, and now he's got to pull off a worldly save. But it's... And that kind of thing happened time and time again. You saw that we 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 sorted it out towards the latter end, but both Grav and Diaz were going into the same areas with the balls. And I think Grav is probably doing it in the right space. He's playing left half space. It's probably where he yeah, needs yeah. to be, right? But yeah. Diaz needs to go on the outside. Uh, or play the fullback in, and he wasn't doing it. He wasn't getting his head up uh, to play that ball. So it's from that's the more worrying thing for me is I can accept he's not taking it on, he's changing his role, but it's just he's not doing what he was doing, what we brought him for. And it just becomes yeah. predictable for the opposition. Yeah, exactly. If people know what he's going to do, right? He's going to come inside, call, I'll nick it off him, I'll nick him off here, and we'll, we'll attack, which means we don't pass the ball to him, which is what the pass max tell us. We're not giving him the ball anymore. Yeah. I've just I've just got his um just got his scouting report from FB referee's first Premier League season. Oh, and wow. you look at you look at those take ons and carries, progressive carries, carries into the box. Ninety seventh percentile of carries into the box. Yeah. Um really ninety second percent. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you look at it for this season, it's gonna be yeah, nine day. So I I don't know what so what how do we how do we how do we square this with with um with Diaz, Phil? 
I, I generally, the problem is we haven't got any option. Like for me, he needs a bit of time away to just so. train and just be that impact player, right? But what's the op- the option we've got is to play Cody out there. Yeah. Which, which you did, which you did in Holland, didn't it? Did. Which you did in Holland. But then you lose. The problem you've is, got there is Cody's not quick, is no. he? So you lose that out. The only thing that Diaz has got at the moment, which he still offers us, if we're in trouble, we literally bang it at old school, put it in the left channel, and Diaz will chase it all day, right? If you don't play Diaz doing that, you haven't got that out ball. And that could become a problem, right? Particularly if you're not, if Costas isn't going to play every game. So the only. So you either try and work it out so that Cody is that player, maybe starts out there, see what you get out from him, or you're just going to have to carry him through the games. And that sounds really harsh, but he's he's also playing every, like he's play, he's coming off now at sixty. Was it the weekend he came mm. on at sixty? So we're managing him through, but I, I don't know what we're, we've gone from having what I think we joke we signed three three left forwards in the space of, of a year. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, we've only got a choice of one, you know. Yeah. So it's 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 tricky. Unless you, I mean, I don't CJ. We need him feel for me, so I wouldn't. That's the other option because he's mm. played out there as well. But CJ's quick, but he's not that quick. So I think it's it's a problem we've got to rectify. I think there's other issues to be worried about. If we can, if you get two at the front three, what's your favorite? One of your sayings is, if you're two at the front three at work, and you can carry one. Yeah. At the moment, we're seemingly carrying two. Yeah, Daniel, the contrast in your, the stats that you just posted in the uh, chat there. He's you, the first, the first one you posted uh, his first season. Lords of green. This <laughs> one, you know, it's just on the eyes. Yeah, it's one one point two seven carries in the penalty area, so less than half of what he was doing at his peak. Forty five percent successful take ons uh, percentage. Just everything's down. Everything's down. The the, the volume's down, nothing. and the and the success rate is down. It's yeah. just yeah, eek. I think is the phrase. Right. Let's talk about another not 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 positive. Um, Bart's and and that's Endo. Um, he was fair to say he was targeted by Crystal Palace. Yeah, Will Hughes. Absolutely uh terrorized. Terrorized. I was gonna say killed him, but that's a bit harsh. Um he, he just every time opportunity got the ball, he just he just pressed him. Um and tried and won it off him three, four times in the first twenty minutes, I think. Um, or at least pressed him hard so Endo had to do it. To be fair to Endo, he, he did start to get him his body in the way, draw the foul or get the ball off. But for me it was only a matter of time before that happened in a in a really bad area. Um and I know we got away with with it with the with the uh the penalty, but he was Will Hughes was not letting him literally any time Ender got the ball, Will Hughes is banging his face. Well, pressing I think the ball. What 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 um Rosie, uh, the thing that uh, depressed me is that we always used to talk about uh the pressing victims and then mm-hmm. it would be clear who all all our all our analysts and and the scouting team basically said this is who you target every time he gets the ball just go at him because he's shit and that's exactly what they did with Endo they looked at him and they thought he's he's shit let's just get at him and, and yeah he's not not comfortable in possession not comfortable on the turn can't you know one of of, of what we've seen one of Grav's strengths mm. is that when you pass the ball into him he does seem to have a good technique and physicality to be able to turn a player get away from him 
creating space. Mm. Not recently that often, but when it, you know, first few first two hundred minutes of season, Endo doesn't have that. He's not turning anyone. Um, mm. he, he doesn't seem to. I think he can close down well, but once you give him the ball, he's he's ponderous. He um, he's not spotting the pass, and. I don't think we were looking for their pen that was given. It was a foul. No, it was a foul. I just, yeah. I that was I, a prime. That's a prime way. example, isn't it, Phil? Yeah. What was going on in that half with him? Yeah. The only yeah. thing I would say is that I know what you, I completely agree with what you just said, Rosie. But Endo's um, pass success is actually pretty decent. He's um, mm. is it ninety two percent for this game and grabs his mm. seventy. Yeah, it doesn't count as a pass if you're dispossessed. Or I'm supposed to just... <laughs> yeah, I just think I think it's that. I think it's I think, I think yeah. it's the, the getting the court and the ball and the being the target. That's the problem. And yeah. not and you know if they've got a game plan to target your player, you've got to come up with a a counter plan, you know, to, to get away from that and mitigate it. And yeah. we didn't. Yeah. And but then the, the the only slight counter to that is that we we've got a player playing to his left who's got no... He's not fitting in defensively, right? I think, if yeah, if, if for example, if Jones had been playing, it would have been a much better... It would have been much better because the yeah. shield in front would have worked, right? But they yeah. knew that Grab isn't going to bother tracking and yeah. Will Hughes came from that side every yeah. time. So it, it's... You've got a weaker player. Yes, we've agreed that. But look at Sheffield United game. We had Mac and Dom both working pretty hard off the ball and then yeah. they was able to do the job. Contrast that to Palace, we we had still had Dom, but we had Grav. Yeah. And and Endo was exposed. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. And then, furthermore, Rosie, you thought Dom looked really leggy, yeah? Yeah. We did, didn't we? Um, we him for a little bit. Um, you know, he, I think what the issue there in relation to Endo is that Dom's not going to be the out ball very often because no. Trent's moving in once yeah. we get the ball. So that's his ball, and that's But we've seen a double fine. six. We've seen a double six with... Um, with with Dom dropping into you know double six uh, yeah yeah, yeah points uh, and he you could know. have and he could have yeah but, but Rosie, because he hasn't got the legs are you saying the out ball so Dom's at, Dom is Trent's out ball in in the double yeah. pivot right whereas yeah. Grav is Endo's if yeah. Grav's not there Endo has to turn back mm. yeah. into trouble do you know what I mean because if you get the ball you literally want to go right I'll play it into my eight and he's not there yeah. so that's another five seconds that the upper can close you down 
I mean, so, people people were talking about the right side not working with Trent and the inversion and all, but the left side the left side worked even less. Oh, the left side know, in this game is horrendous. Was, it, yeah. Just horrible, horrible, horrible performance from our left side. I mean, mm. apart from Costas, no one passes to Diaz. Uh, no one else passes to Grappenberg apart from Costas. It, it's just mm. the left side. None in this of game our sides was, were good, though, were they? None of it was. No, but, good. but at least the right we got. We had good pass completion. You know, we we were trying to. <clears throat> it was too deep. But we didn't give the ball away on the, on the right-hand side. The left-hand side, we just coughed it up whenever. So Yeah, yeah I think Grav's putting Endo under a lot of pressure by not being an out-ball, which, mm. you know, Jones yeah. would, as you said, Dan, because he's disciplined. He gets so, just I like summer, Endo, just the f- fact that despite the troubles, Dan, he still kept trying, you know, he's still offering himself for the ball. Yeah. You know, he's not going into himself and then going missing and so we were conceding loads of big chances like we were through that area last season he's yeah. still trying yeah yeah, he's, yeah. Trying. yeah he's just not very good if you you know and all the yeah. analysts are going to see that now <clears throat> yeah so yeah. let's just summarize this has finished the, the the end of discussion because um whilst he did he got enough of his body in the way to draw the foul for the disallowed goal rose my question to you is this is how did it take three and a half minutes to, to realize that was a clear and obvious foul one of the weirdest VAR, and we've seen a lot. It should have taken point, point 0.3 seconds. Second view, Dan. Second yeah. view, I thought, oh, that's clear fall. Hmm. And then I don't know, not only did it take that long, um, but then the re- when the ref goes to the screen, he, he watches it about 10, 12 times, and I'm going, he's not, isn't it, is he going to give this? What, <laughs> what's, it's one of the, it's just a clear, it's a foul. Yeah. He's got his arm around him for one, and he pushes him over. Um, maybe Endo's a little bit off balance with his first mm. touch, um, but it's just. But, one he's, of he's, but he still goes through the man to get the ball. Even yeah, he's just yeah, one yeah. Of the yeah. He doesn't get anywhere near the ball. Just yeah. you know, Endo's pushed over, and then he knocks it, and then um, Hughes takes it on. So yeah. anyway, um, the VAR saves Endo a defensive error and mm. saves Burge a pen conceded. Yeah. yeah, but we get a temporary retreat, Preve Rosie, because after half time, we don't improve in any way, no. and we finally do concede the pen. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's just what just what just a rookie mistake. It's a fraction of a second of a mistimed clearance, and instead of catching the ball, catches the man. It's just a clear pen again. Why did that take five minutes to decide? Oh. Um, my, oh, right, and how long was play allowed to go on for? Four and a half minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and, and we couldn't rewind ten seconds after, for, against Spurs. Oh no! I have can't to say, remember, remember the member the VAR there can't do anything. Can't do anything. Can't do anything. Can't do games in play. But I, they did wait till the game. The ball went dead, though, didn't they? Or did they? Was yeah. it? Yeah, we were just knocking it about. They were doing yeah. it. I have to say that it keeps going. Oh, I think I think it's. Still haven't cleared this. Still haven't cleared. Yeah. So is is the is the less is the moral of the story here? The next time something like this is happening, you get one of your team to to say, "Oh, like kick it out for throwing quick," and then get take the throw. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Uh, for me, I don't know why he, he doesn't need to make a challenge. Yeah, Burge is there, like literally just stand, stand. Doesn't need to make. Doesn't need to kick the bloke. It's yeah. such a fraction of a second miss. I know, but it doesn't even. Do you know what I mean? Why are you challenging him there? Just stand. I thought, um, he played well, so. <laughs> I thought he played well up to that point. So, and then, um, then he, yeah. Okay. Just so, a quick question, Dan, on the pen. It's gone from 0.79 XG to 0.97. Yeah. 
I thought he just n- knocked it to the other side of Alison. I, I, like, I don't know how. I don't know how the, the post shot works with um, Pence. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> it's one of the strangest stats of the season. Point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that because out of the way? Yeah, I think I think I think post shot should be removed from Pence myself. But you know. yeah. anyway, um, Who's that guy. The penalty kick guy. Oh, he's retired uh, now. He's penalty kicks that. Yeah, yeah. He came back out of retirement when we did the um in the, in the, the, the cup finals. Cup, yeah, yeah. Cup, cup doubles. What a legend. Um, yeah, he was. Um, right. So the subs, the double sub, Cody and Canate on Grav and Kwanza off. That happened as be, before the pen was taken, or as the pen, or immediately after the pen was taken. We were trying to do it before the pen. Yeah. So it wasn't to do with the pen. Um, but obviously they had to wait, and then it came. It's all in the same minute. Yeah. On um, yeah, it's all fifty-seven. Yeah. <clears throat> Could can I ask a question, right? Why 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 are we substituting Kwanzaa after fifty-seven minutes? But is is this tactical or is this some kind of load thing? I don't. I, this is. I, are we really that bothered that we can't? He can't play a full match. Or he's got did, the thing is he's got to play midweek, right? He's got to play a full game midweek. Right. So for a kid to play 90 at the weekend and 90 midweek, I think you're asking a bit too much of him. Well, for, I for a young player. Sorry, Rosie? I thought it was an aerial Jules thing. I thought it, it wouldn't work. It was only a, it was a 30, 34% aerial Jules. Yeah, for the game. I, thought, I thought Klopp thought that they were targeting... I think there was a couple in the start of the second half. Well, Mateta's a big lad, isn't he? He is, yeah. So and I, th- I thought Mateta was pulling onto him, and I think he thought, right, Canate's just won 49 out of 14 against Sheffield United. Exactly. So yeah. I think there's a, I think there's a bit of, <laughs> there's a bit of both. I, there's lot. I don't know. Without asking Klopp, for me, I, I would like to say that it's because he's going to play midweek the whole game, and okay. therefore he plays. That's what a hundred and whatever minutes over a week. Okay, fair enough. Whereas. 290s, I think, is a little bit of a stretch for the kid to play, particularly okay. if you want him to be an option on the bench against United. Because, mm. you know, you've got to manage Canate, right? Yeah. So, but Rhodes' point about aerials and also Canate attacking-wise is different to the kid. He, you know, he, he plays very much out of VVD, doesn't he? he doesn't, whereas Canate obviously something different when you're pushing for the win. Yeah. I don't know but so there could have been a tactical but I, I would like to think I, I, I would err on the fact that they were protecting him because it's not par off the hour that seems like a bit of a planned yeah so after the after that 1-0 down we then had Gomez at right back with Canate mm-hmm. uh, yep. and then we had the same front three as we started and then we had Cody probably the deepest of the four fours potentially in, a, in an eight role uh, and then Trenton's of him, yeah. And but yeah. Trent was actually in midfield, midfield. He wasn't it, even, but he was just staying in midfield. He's playing six, yeah, yeah. Um, so what I mean to get from that starting lineup to that system there, four three three with with that. What what did he make of that, Phil? I couldn't work out where Cody was playing. I have to be honest, I couldn't work out where Cody was playing. Um, on the part on the pass back, I think he's over the right hand side. Um, but I, it just, I just couldn't fathom why we're doing it. But then he, you know, when he's going to sub Nunes, he sometimes does this. He brings Cody on the sub before, and then he takes off Nunes, and Cody goes into that position. He's done that a lot. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> I didn't think that was again one nil down away at Palace. 
I wouldn't have thought that combination of player coming on is the, the move you want to make. I just, I understand taking grab off, yeah, but I just wouldn't have thought bringing on a forward to play an eight because you're effectively then going uh, four two four, aren't you? Effectively, but you're dominating down the right side. So it, it didn't make a lot of sense to me, I have to say. Um, and maybe I think we probably tried to galaxy brain ourselves out of it because it, it, it we then so, and then and then we and then we before the red cards, it's still one nil. Yeah. Um, we bring on Jones finally. Yeah, um, I'm going to say 74 minutes too late. I am, yeah. Harvey was Harvey was there, and then Cody goes to centre forwards with Mo. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So Just before the subs down, we we missed two big chances. We had the Van Dyke one from a header, 41 percent on under start. When sure. 69, 69 minutes. Wow, McCona, I can't even. I can't even remember that. And it's, then, fi- it's 15 on F brief. Um, yeah, weird, yeah. 0.15. That's a, that must be a And then one of the Nunes ones was... And then there's a, there's a great through ball from Trent in that position. And, and he sort of so, wafts his foot at it at the far It's post. exactly like the Newcastle chances yeah. that he scored. And he, yeah, and it's saved. Yeah, yeah but there's the one where he should have gone his head and he went with his foot. Yeah, but that was a bit harsh. That because that was just that was that was almost like I thought that was a shot. <laughs> he was he was blammed at him, and yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rosie is 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 Nunes in officially in what uh, football cliches would like to call a gold drought? Oh, a big tranche gold drought as well. Dan, what did we say? Is it nine he's missed in a row? Yeah, it, he, he hasn't scored since the first of November, so it's eight eight games and. Five weeks or six but, weeks. Yeah, we can. This 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 gold arts for players where you're not getting involved. No, yep. not having many shots, not having any big chances. Yeah, you know, because of the lack of involvement, they're not scoring. And then there's missing nine big chances and about five xg. Maybe it costs it costs us against Luton. Yeah, costs us against anyone else. Not no, sure. that's so the I thing. Think, I think we've been fortunate. Um, it has to turn, Dan. Come on, it has to turn. Yes. To be honest, to be honest, I spent all of last season saying I'm waiting for the uptick so I can get him into a fancy oh. team because he's going to go on a run of eight games, eight goals, and three games and stuff like that. And it never arrived in that season. It never came. Yeah. And he's still waiting. We're still waiting. His numbers are unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, what is that? I'm just looking at such pain in your voice, then. Right? Oh, yeah, there is anguish. <laughs> the thing, what is he? Uh, he's top for combined in the in the whole league. He's top for anyone over like 500 minutes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for you know, he's 1.21, um, and Harlan's 1.17. It's just yeah. the numbers of a of an absolute maniac. <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> and it just can't let this score or convert big chances. I I'm giving up analysing them. I just have no idea. He yeah, sometimes he finishes amazingly and then sometimes he looks like it looks like me up front. And I can tell <laughs> you it, my coordination is tw- terrible. Twenty five shots. Um so, um, actually, no, it's, it's more than that, sorry, it's because I haven't gone back far enough. It, it was, um, no, it was 25 shots since the Bournemouth match for Liverpool. Yeah, and what, and what eight, nine big chances? Oh. Nine. 
What a what a ratio that is. Yeah, no, yeah. Messy levels. <laughs> Not any of them. Uh, it's one point one, uh, one point five, two point one, uh, two point nine xg. So, well, you need to run a Monte Carlo. I do. Oh, I do. I need individual shot values. But you know, like right, you know, he said he hasn't cost us far from Luton, but I think what he's cost us is making a game easy. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The number of times that it's been, we've been one nil. Yep. And he's had a chance to make it two, and he's missed it. And then we've kept going, kept going, kept going. Do you know what I mean? We've eventually got the other goal, but it's just that. Because yeah. I talks about that at the time. You know, where you, you're really having a chase for a game. The it control we up, had in the two seasons. Yeah, it, but it, it eats up your energy, right? Whereas if you get those two, that two-goal cushion early doors, you can just see out a game and manage And particularly through this period, you kind of want to get a game done really early on. And, you know, like... Like I said, there's three offsides in the first 15 minutes. Imagine he puts two of those away. Mm. We're two and a half in 15 minutes. Yeah, game over. Game over, right? You haven't got to worry about it. Because then Palace had to come out. Loads of yeah, space. Palace had to come oh, out. We hit him on the counter like we did after we went two one up. They had to come out and Diaz got the offside goal. But what I'm saying is, it, although he hasn't cost us, and this isn't me digging him out, I'm not saying that, but it's those opportunities where he's had to score have been at key moments. And they would have saved, I think they would have saved us energy, which hopefully it doesn't cost us later on in the, in the season, but just would make things a lot easier if if him or Mo, Mo's missed some chances as well, mm. and, and put something away to make a game easy so we can ride out the last half an hour game rather than having the chase. So, the last half an hour, the last, uh, no, the last 20, 22 minutes or 24 minutes of this match, um, Rosie, the Red card changes everything, right? Um, after, but after red card, it, it's we get eighty-two percent possession, mm. um, but only three shots to two. Yeah, and um, oh no, because both of both of both palaces were like headers from set plays in like literally the last minute of the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but even then, we need a massive deflection to get the opening goal. It's okay. crazy. I'm not. I'm not convinced by this. I, I'd agree with you if Jones wasn't Polak, so it'd have been a it'd have been a pen and it'd have been down to nine men. And if you watch the highlights, you can see the refs giving the pen. Yeah, he's got his whistle his mouth. Puts his whistle to his mouth. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, it was fortunate that, that more shots gone in, but I still think we get a pen and they're down to nine, and then it might be even easier. Um, I just saw, as Phil touched on before, I thought the, the link up between the four players, I thought we were overloading them a lot, which is clever to do on that right side. Um, we had a few nice build ups that didn't lead to shots. Mm. One little, you know, so, goal. what you're saying, so, what you're saying here is that, okay, we, you, they had a red card, and yeah. the narrative, can I just say, Rosie, the narrative around from, from people covering the Premier League, absolute the card, nonsense. It's just been a pile of horse shit. Hasn't <laughs> Absolutely. It? Absolute oh, steaming pile of horseshit. I haven't. I don't watch much of it anymore. But Gary Lineker's uh, um, tirade about VAR saying, you know, uh, it was just a clear. It's, it's just a clear double booking. Mm. <laughs> it's in the rules. It's too close to Van Dyke. He doesn't move away. He moves towards him. Van Dyke does the right thing. Kicks it out. We footballers have done that for years, and then. It's a break, and just as Jones, is it Jones or Elliot's about to pass it, 
We want a clear break. Like it'd be, a th- I think it was a four on three if the pass gets made. Yeah. Fouls him. <laughs> it's a foul and it's a booking because of the situation. Mm, have yeah. they had nine players behind the ball? And, and, it and because pa- and because Palace were one nil up, we were playing like a drain. Yeah. And then it ultimately, and ultimately, it's the pivotal instance of the match. There is yeah. this thing that uh, it, it's, it's somehow wrong because it was hard on Palace, and it went actually, yeah, God Almighty, oh, spare boring. me, fuck's sake, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. But what you're saying is, Rosie, you'd like the way we use the man advantage. One, you had the ill, Ill discipline of Graf. Okay. Yeah. Um, He's now hooked. Yeah. Yeah, and then you've got Gakpo moving into cleverer positions than what Nunes was. He's, I think he's got better control of the ball, um, more intelligent tactically, and he's linking up and he's moving into space. And I thought we were working their right side really well. One, it led to the Elliott goal, but I thought there were other moments. And when they're down to 10 men, what you need to do is create space for you because they haven't, they've got the one man yeah. down. Yeah. So keep doing that. And when you've got, I think, I think Elliot's quite good um, tactically, I'm not. You know, we've talked. We took. We, we had a long discussion about him last week, and he's not a midfielder, but because of his energy in this game, and he and he's dropping off, and he's wanting the ball, and Salah's working with him, and Gakpo's doing it, and Gomez was a revelation as well. Let's be honest, that's one mm. of the best performances I've seen. Off, he got the man of the match on my TV <laughs> thing, playing half a game as a right back against Palace. Um, <laughs> so, but. You know, it it was a gone from seventy odd minutes of absolute functional terribleness, awful mm. garbage, to then twenty five minutes where we've got a, a focused tactical approach on one side of the pitch, and it and it worked because of the subs. Yeah, it just took too long to get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was going to say, uh, can I ask you a question? Is there if? McAllister is not available. Does Jones become a must select in the eleven? What for United? No, no, just generally for Liverpool. Yeah, in the game. because of the because, be because of the role, because of the way they play the roles, because they play midfield. Do you, do you think you know, he's the only, only one who could really do? Yeah, the McCall- think, what McAllister's been asked to do in terms yeah, of his role. I think also what Rosie touched on there is Jones. Uh, CJ allowed us to dominate one side because he locked down the left hand side. Mm. He helped make sure that any attack that they were trying to get out that yeah. side, because you would do if if one team's adversely putting all their players in the, in one half space, you're going to switch it and go at the other end. Yeah, um, Costas and and Jones to shut that shut that down. Yeah, and they, and they brought Elise on as well. Who's, yeah, who's, who's, a who's the outlet well. on that yeah. on that right hand yeah. side? So yeah. they Jones made sure that we could do this. We allowed Elliot to basically had a free role. Yeah, so they they were marking. Um, Mo and Cody and Elliot would just pop up in between the markers. Then they'd go to push him, and he—he he, he was. I completely agree, with Rodu. He's really intelligent on the ball. Just popped it off, got into space, and then played on the pass. He was—it's probably the best cameo I've seen. I've seen him have um, perfect mm. because we we're a man up. He had the space, as we've chatted many a time. But he, he is technically a pretty good player. It's mm. just we can never work out where he fits in our normal system. Well, we I put it to you that he is he is a 10 and he is the definition of a player who needs a free role and he's effectively a, a luxury player because you would, if you build a system around him and you create space for him, you think, I think he has got the tools and he has got the skill yeah. set to, to, you know, to be a real threat. And he is quite good in tight spaces. Yeah. Which, Dan, Klopp has never done in his career. 
I think he did it for Gutzer for a bit, didn't he? Okay, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Gutzer was, Gutzer was pressing Monster and really fast, which um, Elliot isn't. Had anyone? Hmm. Well, anyway, I'm just going to say that, you know, I like the way that, you know, we, we we had a we had a system ten v ten, and then we had an extra player who was basically yeah. doing yeah, going yeah, wherever yeah. the space was, and, yeah. and and he was a threat. He was a real threat. His goal was I think we all we made up for him. Literally got the drove, ball, yeah. dro- drove, attacked the space, which is what he told the the youth mm. to do, and took the shot on. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. The keeper probably should do better. He's just come off the bench, but it, it's still. So- Got it on target, didn't he? So what? So while 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 the prevailing national narrative is oh, unlucky Palace, a disgraceful ref for the second yellow card. So we're saying that there's there's definitely some praise to be had for the way that we created the overloads with the man advantage. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And the and the goal's a perfect example. I know it's finished from outside the box, but you've got Gomez to Gakpo to Jones. Oh no, that's the pen. Sorry, you've got Kanate to Moore to Gomez to Gakpo to Gomez to Moore. And, then <laughs> and that's that you know that's that area and those yeah. players and th- three, four of them are subs three of them are subs there's yeah. also a chance just before I think it's Cody puts a ball in the keeper spills it we have another little opportunity it was it was time and time again down that right hand side we were ex- using that that triad as as uh, Rose explained and in creating creating opportunities and we eventually I think this side is pretty good at eventually taking an opportunity you know, it might take us time to get going, but what's that? We created even the Diaz was was marge was fractional, and that had been three one. Yeah, yeah. the through ball, lovely finish. Exactly, same Elliot in space, saw the run, played a lovely ball, and uh, Diaz probably should have held the line, and he and he finished beautifully. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's been a, a really really thorough job, chaps. Yes. Uh, any anything you didn't had written down which you didn't mention? Um. No, no. Oh, how funny was Roy Hodgson's interview? After <laughs> the bitter fucker. Oh my god, the bitter old fucker. Just retire. <laughs> Jesus, he's a small man. He really is. How has he ever managed our football club? I uh, know he's pathetic. He I was, I was, I was reading a thing the other day, and someone asked him when he took over. He said. Uh, who who are your managerial influences? And you've got all the people that have been at Liverpool. You know, you, we all know them. And he went, Don Reve. Oh, <laughs> fuck no. Man, talk yeah. about reading the room. Yeah, should yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. God. <laughs> uh, See you, Ryan. Anyway, if, um, say, I said, we'll be back next Monday uh, for the double header, Union and um, Man United. But we may not be back if Jurgen selects a first close 11 in. Belgium, because we may have all spontaneously combusted in anger yes. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> no, more, no more UP if he... If yeah, sal- yeah sal- that's the, yeah, the death knell of UP. <laughs> Salah and Van Dyke play against Union. Oh, I'm my dull. God. Tell me now. Right, yes, okay. Jürgen, you've been a legend, but come on. <laughs> no, prioritise, man. Prioritise the fucking league. We're top yeah. of the league, and we've got an unbelievable opportunity yeah. from this point. Yeah. Yep. We've gone from. I, I was going to say. I think we've gone from a one percent chance of winning the league at the start of the season to what 40 percent chance of winning the league from this point. I think yeah. most models have got us around that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, what an what unbelievable opportunity. And none City, of us had that. I mean, side did obviously, but I mean, <clears> but no, no, no. Side didn't have City as a seventy-six point team. No, he didn't. No, no Side has a hundred fourteen point team, didn't he? 
yeah, he always yeah, does yeah, start yeah, the season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Sorry, lad. Yeah. Right. Anyway, we will be back on Monday. Until then, thank you, Roti. Thank you, Barts. Until then, up the fucking Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.